Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Triumph 4 Gaming Bolt Action Edition again. I'm your host, Andy, of course, and with me, Jason is back on the podcast. How's it going? Well, howdy. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know his classic intro by now, well, now you know. So, uh, yeah, we always have some good fun when we're both on here. Just yammering away. Sometimes we say some stupid stuff, but hey, everybody loves it. So, <laughs> stupid is my middle name. <laughs> oh boy. So uh, welcome to the show. Um, of course, today we're going to be talking about some bolt action. Uh, just a little bit of things here and there. Some uh, new stuff that uh, World War Games has, has brought out. Uh, we're also going to go through some of our uh, hobby stuff, their usual hobby front that we talk about, what we're working on, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and also kind of uh, events that are coming and closing, or have closed, I should say, um, just are, are uh, in our local scene here. And uh, of course, um, we are going to dive into a little bit of a uh, think tank on <clears throat> a mission that I am using or going to be using and or creating uh, for one of our uh, events that are coming up here on October. So uh, stay tuned with us. Hope you guys will enjoy this and whatnot. Um, we have, of course, a whole bunch of uh, projects on the go um, finishing up this year. Uh, for for Triant War Gaming, so uh, we'll touch a little bit on that at the end of the uh, the episode here. Um, but to kick her off, I guess uh, let's do some hobby front. I think I know what Jason's working on, but I'll <laughs> let him go with that. This just in. Jason has a lot of friggin' painting to do before. Before the October event, <laughs> I have a, I have a lot of Canadians to uh, to rock out to go through. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I've been not productive. But what I did do is I got the army list, made my painting list off the army list. Right on and. Tonight, what I'm going to do is uh, probably for my two-hour painting block will be uh, spent organizing what I have built, making sure I have everything I need, and arranging them, and making the plan, and then uh, hitting them with brushes and paints and stuff. That's, uh, you know, day two and three and so on (laughs) as we get get into the crunch. (laughs) Sounds like a, a solid plan. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've done it willy nilly before, and it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. So I get the list, I make a paint list, basically everything that I need to paint, how many models, and then uh, make a and also make sure I have all the models assembled that I need because I've done that. Like ah, oh, I'm done my army, uh, except for. Whatever this piece or that, jeez. Uh, so get make sure that's all done, and then start pounding away at them. And then I'll go through all of them, and everybody will get, you know, base color, and then boots and 
skin tone to, right. and rifles, and at least they're painted. Tabletop ready. Yeah. You know, not not even, not a, like that's generous. They're, you know, they have paint on them. <laughs> and then from there, then you can go through and highlight and and do all the tricks and but uh yep. yeah just to get the base color and yeah from a tabletop height honestly they'll look a lot better than bear if i can't get them all done <laughs> at least they'll have the uh the basic necessities uh but i think i'm good i think i'm in good shape if i can get a an hour or two a day oh for sure that's a good way of doing it I know I try to do the same thing, you know, get a little bit done each night. Sometimes I take a nap in between, but you know, um, <laughs> there's other days where I hammer through it in one night. So yeah, yeah, I'll just have to neglect my kids to get it done, but <laughs> sacrifices will be made. <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. Yeah, when it comes crunch time, it's it's that's usually when things get done. You know, right before an event. Yeah, I've noticed. I'm the worst. I am procrastinator king. Extraordinaire. Yeah. Oh my God. Fair enough. Um, at least you're working on miniatures, like painting miniatures. I have not been able to really paint miniatures for a fair bit lately. Well, you've been killing uh, the old uh, scenery front. Yeah. So speaking of that. So still working on, on the remnants of the terrain for the event. Um, on the weekend there, I was able to finally get the last of the 72 Czech hedgehogs completely built. Um, shoot me now. Um, <laughs> I ended up getting them built. I got two of the landing craft uh, assembled. Nice. Um, I got uh, another three to assemble here. Um, I'm not too, too concerned because I know yourself, you have one and uh, Dusty has, I think, four of them as well. So we'll be, we'll have plenty for the tables. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually not too bad to build and uh, slapping some paint on with the airbrush is, is really easy. So uh, that's not a problem, especially for terrain. Like you don't need to be too, too detailed. Uh, got the craters uh, primed the other day, um, so uh, fumes were a little intoxicating on those puppies. But uh, <laughs> let's just say I was uh, flying that night. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so there's that, and um, I ended up getting the trenches done. Um, so that was fun all last week. Uh, unfortunately I got fairly sick last week and, um, ended up having to take four days off work, but, uh, luckily enough, I still had the energy to, you know, actually do stuff that I enjoyed at home. So banged out those, uh, those, those trenches and I've shown you some pictures, Jason and whatnot. Um, I'll put them up for, uh, on, uh. Actually, this this morning they'll they'll be up because uh, we'll have a couple posts. So, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on. Uh, I've also been like kind of looking at you know, okay, what's my next force? What do I uh, what do I want to get done? 
you know, what do I need to complete kind of thing, right? So um, that kind of thing, an idea. So, yeah. so yeah, that's kind of where I've been. Um, planes, I, planes, 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 planes. Yeah, planes. I, I pulled them out. I've, I pulled the Blood Red Skies out. Um, so I just got to go through it. I got to sit down one night and just kind of rip through the rules and, and, and whatnot and maybe get some uh, base colors on a plane or something. But Nice. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. It's it, it's a nice change because it's, it's such a small skirmish game. Yeah. Right? So so that'll be nice and quick. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then I just, uh, other than that, I kind of just did a little bit of purging of uh, some miniatures as well. So um, with saying that, um, but before we go on, on to this next uh, topic, uh, which would be the upcoming and semi-new releases that Warlord Games is coming out with. Uh, we have some shout-outs to do. So um, our current patrons, uh, Frederick, Dustin, Chris, and Tyler, and Ed, thank you very much for uh, signing up and whatnot for our Patreon. Really appreciate it all, every time, all the time, you know, whatever game you're playing. Um, it's nice to see you guys kind of pitch in and again maybe it's a extra paint pot to finish up some terrain you know stuff like that right so thank you again appreciate it um so <clears throat> we also like to thank our sponsor battle bling go check out their store you know uh battleblingstore.co.uk they got some pretty wicked stuff in there so if you're looking for stuff for titanicus and whatnot or even your marines and all that check him out he's got lots of good funky stuff so thanks again for your support and going forward of course you know thanking the stores thanking the communities um and you know thanks warlord games for putting out such a great game so with that said and again warlord uh games bringing out a nice new kit I know I'm very excited for this. I've only <laughs> been talking about it for the last yeah. couple of years. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Sacre bleu. So they have finally come out with the plastic. That's right, folks. I said plastic. French miniatures. French infantry. Uh, they got a couple different sets on their site uh, which all look like great deals. So this uh, box set of French infantry looks really good. Um, I had the whole collection of the pewters that they made, and they were nice. Um, but being able to take 50 pounds off of my case and put it into yeah. 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And that's the <laughs> that's know? the thing, too. It's kind of a horde army, really. Yeah. It makes if it you're playing nice. it right, so you need a lot of infantry, and even just price wise, like uh, you know, you get a box of ten pewter infantry yep. for however much it is, or you can get a box of thirty for about the same cost, a yeah. little bit, little bit more. Yeah, for when, when I, because uh, I think I ended up buying. 
I think I ended up getting like six boxes of their pewter infantry. And uh, and then, of course, the Senegalese, which I realized that um, they actually didn't make them in this kit for the plastic kit. Yeah, no, no. They do have a lot of options, but there's no uh, no yeah. Senegalese. No, and uh, they don't, but I mean. They have colonial troops. Yeah, exactly. They have the head, headgear for colonial troops, uh, equipment uh, and headgear for engineers, yeah. uh, <clears throat> fortress troops, chasseurs of PA. Yeah, and then uh, you said the engineers, I think? Yeah, yeah. So, so it'll be uh, really nice to see what those miniatures look like. Like I'm, I'm actually getting like a whole army set again. So I'll have extra MMGs and all that kind of stuff. Cause I already own them. Yeah. Um, so that'll be pretty cool to see. Uh, I should, should have compared them to the other plastic miniature set that I had. Um, but, uh, I also, I also got rid of those too. So, uh, going full bore with these when they come out for sure. I'll probably, nice. end up, I'll probably end up having to buy another box of infantry when they do come out just because of the mass horde that I had before is getting replaced. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the main box set, the main box army set will come with, um, you know, mortar MMG, the char, your command, and of course your infantry, the 30, to infantry or whatever it comes with. Um, so it's going to be just like the other sets, really well done. They also have a all-in bundle, which is a fairly high price tag, but I believe it's on sale right now. And comes with all that that we just mentioned. Also the book. It also brings some cavalry. It brings you some Senegalese, a Panhard, a Samoa S35, uh, the Lorraine 38L, um, the the Lafley S20, my favorite truck, of course. Not, um, <laughs> it always gets blown up in my battles. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some uh, cool French casualties as well. So, if you're really looking to get the full collection, like that is the majority of it. There will be only a few other artillery pieces and stuff that you know you can grab. So that's their one of their main new pre-orders releases that are coming out, which are really awesome. It's good to see that they're doing that, revamping some of their miniature lines. Um, yeah, I, I really, really, really do like that. I'm hoping sometime in the future, and maybe with who knows, maybe with Case Blue, maybe the Soviets might get a new set. I don't know. Um, cause I think right now it's the Soviets and the Japanese box sets that are still the, uh, place the arms and then the gun in the hands kind of sets. Yeah. Right. So, um, so there's that. Yeah. Don't tell me that though, because I have so many Soviets. Do you know you're talking to? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I don't want, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want I to be you, Andy. I know. So, so it's funny because we're talking about this because, you know, they came out with a new American box set, right? Beautiful, beautiful set. Again, uh, arms and guns are, are molded together. 
right? Um, Bill can attest to that. He complete like 360 went to the new sets compared to the old ones that he had originally gotten. Um, and then the British did that as well. And again, beautiful. So in saying that, as I was going through my miniatures, I come to realize that I have some of these old sets and I have like a lot of those infantry sets. Right? I have so many Americans. So like, I th- so many. yeah, I think I have like, I don't know, like 50 or 60 of each the British. So I had mentioned this to you before, just haven't gotten around to it. And it would have to be a fairly large project to do and try to do it quick, maybe in just like contrast colors or something like that. But these older kits are good for possibly converting, possibly using them for dioramas or whatever. Well, I just made two D-Day boards. And I think I have about 100 miniatures there that I can use as casualties on the board if I wanted to. Yeah. Right? Make it really look like it's actually happening, you know, that kind of thing. Put that little extra in there or make little plates that you know you can put that stuff in there right so yeah so super excited for that stuff to come out uh they're also um there's a cool one that they're they have it's the uh soldier of fortune the sas hero which i'm sure people are you know really wanting to get their hands on but uh Oh yeah, they've been releasing one a month, right? Yeah. So for the last couple months. I think it's Patty Main, I believe it is. Yeah. If so. PS, if you haven't watched the friggin' uh oh geez Louise, I can't even remember the show. The SAS show oh, yes. they just did on HBO. Watch it for God's sakes. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's all. It's just that's my that's my uh Jason's random thought of the episode. Random thought. Rogue Heroes. That's the name of it. Go watch it. Rogue Heroes. Yep. I mean, I cannot attest to the historical accuracy, but it's an awfully fun, that brutal is, show. Is that the one where they're putting guys through the actual training and then sending them actually on courses and or missions? No, no, no. This is like a drama. Oh, okay. Yeah about the SAS as they're being formed with guys like Patty Main that's are in it and uh it's a little bit stylized mm-hmm. like um uh, it really brought a feeling of the uh Peaky Blinders a little bit oh, okay uh just to how the story was told and how it was kind of shown Right. But uh, good fun. Anyway, random. <laughs> if you do, P.S., if you watch this show, be prepared to want to buy a bunch of SAS models because I did. I didn't. I held off. I, I managed to not do that. But not yet. Yeah. Well, probably not yet. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'll get there eventually. But right now, it's planes, 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 planes. <laughs> that's what's got my uh... nice very good <laughs> anyway watch another, the show another aspect of bolt action right so which is awesome 
we'll get there. We'll get a few more episodes of that stuff in once we uh, sit down and, and go through a whole bunch of stuff for the campaign that we're going to be jumping into. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then uh, after that, uh, which is pretty neat as well, is the new plastic Panzer IV. Uh, yeah. BCD. And then they also have a Zug for it as well. So um, nice set that yeah. you can get. So that's cool. I mean, I have I have the resin one that came with the Blitzkrieg um, starter set. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you start getting some repacks of the starter sets and and that's in it. So which is great to see them tackle as well. So kit looks really good. Uh, early war kind of thing. Use that. You know, and of course, throughout the whole war as yeah. well. Yeah, they're a great little tank. Oh, yeah, uh, little, they're not little, they, and they made a gajillion of them. But, uh, yeah, if you're a German player, it's one of the I mean, unless you're a hyper specific period, but if you're a generic German, they're a fun kit to have. Uh, you know, certainly if you're an early war guy, you're gonna want to mm-hmm. throw one in. And in the early war, they are primo. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, they're not bad. So, great tank. And speaking of tanks and speaking of, you know, early war, that kind of stuff. Um, just kind of, we're going to touch base a little bit on, like, upcoming events. Um uh, the bolt action slow grow here at uh, Red Claw Gaming in the Edmonton area has just finished. Um, so that was a great success. Um, it was good to see uh, players getting their armies painted. Um, there was a lot of prizes to give out, as Jason knows, as I bombarded him with text messages <laughs> all over the weekend. Um but yeah, it was great to see the community came together. We had about 20 players sign up. Uh, majority of them had continued to uh, take part in the event. Um, of course, like all other, you know, um, leagues and whatnot, some people kind of uh, go another path. But for eight months, did pretty good. I think there was five or six people who got fully painted uh, a 1250 army. So that was yeah. awesome to see. Um, that was great to, to actually see happen. And now there's more people with, you know, finished armies. The whole goal was it to, was to, to get people with, uh, you know, armies all done up. And then, of course, going on to the next event, which is this month on the 21st, um, is to have armies painted for an event, for like a, a tournament slash event kind of thing. Uh, not so much a tournament. I usually don't do those with bolt action too much. So, um, so yeah. So speaking of that, you know, awesome job, everybody. It's great to see. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it will happen again, you know, down the road. Um, there's always new players coming in, you know. Um, but having armies painted up, uh, especially for like an event that I'm hosting um, and Jason will be helping out and playing in it as well. Um, is uh, the Trident Wargaming um, Storm the Beach event based on a, a D-Day 
setting. Um, whoop, whoop. So yeah, that'll be fun. Been putting in a lot of work on the tables, <clears throat> of course, and uh, also doing missions and, and whatnot too. So, um, so that's coming up. And then I have plans and or ideas for the new year. <laughs> um, I was thinking about doing a tank war league to spice it up a little bit. Now, as for what era to start in, still got to plan that. But early war would be pretty cool to do. Yeah. Right. All the tanks are terrible and cheap <laughs> compared to like late war. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So see, uh, it'd be something like that. You know, I mean, I'd have to kind of do some surveys on where people are sitting at for what they got kind of thing. But, uh, I don't know. I think cause we've done, we've done tank wars events and I usually dish out like experience to, to players, right? But even having a league and have it go for like, I don't know, three months. You know what I mean? And uh, people can play it and try it out, try the game out and and even uh, evolve from there. So, um, yeah, that's kind of an idea for kind of the beginning of the year, possibly. And, of course, there'll be more events too. But Sure. Um, yeah. So... Um, there's that and yeah, next, uh, I think next year, 2024 will be just ideas of, uh, for events of, to start off what theater to start working on, you know, um, I'm really looking at possibly Pacific. Um, so mm. do some Pacific and get some other tables, possibly another two tables built, maybe three throughout the year. So I've got a feeling like I got to lean into uh, Soviet with the new book coming out mm -hmm. and wrap up. I have a lot of work in progress on uh, some Stalingrad who doesn't Terrain. have work on progress? And, uh, oh my god, my life is working. You see, progress. you see this back here on YouTube? <laughs> like if you're watching on YouTube, you see that? Yeah. Like that's a greater unclean one right there. Like he's like cheering me on, get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So it's one of those ideas. I mean that that might be something later on in the year because I'll need I'll need time to build up on it, right? Yeah, Pacific, I'm down for Pacific because I also have nothing for it. And my son, I got him a Japanese army, Elias. So uh, nice. he's going to want to lean in with some, uh, you know, themed games. When we play, we kind of like to try to theme it. Yeah, The table, and then we have a little backstory as to what the battle is about and why they're there and and he gets right into all that so i'm sure he'll be mad at me if we're playing in a french village with his japanese versus my obviously like uh, canadians you know d-day canadians or something <laughs> so i'll have to do up i i'm kind of 
going between U.S. Marines because I also I own a force of them, so that probably makes sense. Or I didn't going, realize you had Marines. Yeah, I have a bunch. Nice. So I can't remember I... when I got them, but I got them. And then, uh, or uh, kind of like uh, maybe Australian or Indian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something I don't see too often around here. So. But that's that's. That's the thing that like I was getting at, getting at is we've done a lot of, you know, Western Europe. <clears throat> we've done a lot of, you know, Soviet Russia, uh, you know, the Eastern Front. It's always kind of around there, right? And then uh, locally, you know, uh, not only with us, but also in Calgary as well. Dana, you know, has kind of done Africa, Mediterranean a little bit. You know what I mean? Sweet. Um, yeah. So, and, and that was another one too, like Italy, Italy was kind of another theater that, uh, I was kind of looking at too, you know, um, especially with having some different countries in and around the area case blue, of course, coming out, you know, I, I would probably like to work on Hungarians at some point. Yeah. You well. do have Hungarians. Yeah. So. Uh, well, but, that work on your Hungarians with Case Blue. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so there's those kind of ideas, and and like you're saying, you know, you're, you're you have those projects that are kind of just um, sitting there, kind of partially done, but not, you know, or ready to go. Or and yeah. uh, I have it's the same thing. Like when I bought my Japanese, I started building and whatnot, and then stalled on them and just put them in containers and, and store them. And I haven't touched them since. Right. So, um, same thing with the, the U S Marines did the same thing. Right. Um, yeah. I know, and I know right now myself, I have essentially, uh, armies that are ready to go are there are two German armies and I would definitely like to get some allied armies done up. So there is that too. Right. So, so yeah, I guess that's kind of a little bit of a rundown of, of things to come and what we're, we've been into and working on, you know, let us know, uh, if you guys let us know what you're working on, I'd love to hear that. Maybe show us some pictures on the posts, uh, get that going. Maybe you've worked on terrain. Maybe you're holding an event your, yourself. Love to see it, you know? And, uh, of course, if you're, you know, close to us. Never know, we could reach out and, and hopefully, or maybe collaborate and, and get something going. Um, the more the merrier. So I know, uh, totally. I know it's sometimes tough to compete with more mainstream games, uh, out there. Um, but the more, more we show the game, this great game bolt action out in the stores, in the communities, at the events, uh, the more people it could attract and, and having a good amount of players to play with is always a benefit to, uh, to any system. So, so yeah, that's that part. It's always good to see, right? It's always good to see new yeah. players. So, <clears throat> so, uh, speaking of, of the upcoming event, um, I've been working on, uh, of course, the terrain, as I mentioned, but, the uh, the Brecourt Manor mission 
so I had gotten trenches done. I've, I've looked at a few pictures. Um, Dusty and, and Jason are, are polite enough to, uh, to lend me out their trees because I just won't have time to make my own. Um, but that will be something to keep working on, of course. Um, but as for the mission, I'm still kind of working on, on that a little bit. Um, so essentially this mission, you, your goal is to spike the guns, uh, in this mission. Um, and it's, the idea behind it is more of just a, it's, it's, a not so much like the, the historical units that are there, but more of a battle between two players. And this is going to be your mission just to give it that feel of, of what had to be done there. So, um, I had originally, I had, um, two styles of deployment. Now, uh, I'll kind of explain it, I guess. Um, one of them would be your normal Dawn of War, um, right? So long table edges, uh, your units would come on from there in two waves. Um, and then of course you would go at it and, uh, the whole objective is the allies are there to try take out the four guns. And of course the Germans are trying there to prevent that. And then there's these little secret missions that could kind of happen where, uh, for the allies side, every time you get into one of the larger gun, um, trench, um, you get a chance to roll and you find some secret orders and that would be worth extra victory points in the end. And then, uh, the Germans would have, uh, some landing orders or glider landing orders every time they, uh, would end up taking out a, a unit of, uh, allies. Hmm. So, and these are just extra little points in the game that, um, you won't know as it comes up, but it will help um, throughout the game if there's a tiebreaker or anything like that. Or um, as I'm scoring points as a whole uh, overall the the whole day, just for the players um, to keep a track of the player points and whatnot for uh, to see where everybody kind of lands. Right, so little fun things like that, you know. Cool. Um. <clears throat> And I'll go through some of the stuff with it too here, the little rules and stuff that I've kind of worked with. But the second deployment, uh, the Germans will still have a um, Dawn of War style of deployment on the long edge, but or the Axis powers, I should say, and then the uh, Allied powers, they'll actually be deploying on the corners of the table on the opposite side. Um, so it'll, it'll come out probably so many inches across and then you'll have a long length and same thing on the bottom because the, the, um, the trench is kind of like an L shape, right? With the mm -hmm. gun batteries. So this will allow them to kind of get into these different positions more of on the outskirts. Okay. Right. So, it was kind of an idea. Um, the third option I had was again, Dawn of War, but then 
I extended out from uh, each corner. It extends out a little further than 12 inches. I think it goes to about uh, maybe 16 or 18 inches, something like that, um, where you can actually come off that side of the table as well on the short side mm -hmm. up to that distance. That way you have forces kind of coming around all different sides, right? So, so that was kind of a deployment idea. Not hundred percent sure which one I like best, but, uh, I'll be going through kind of just looking at it and, you know, putting out a, putting out a, a table and seeing how it can kind of work. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's a ticket. It's just give it a whirl because it, it, they all sound good on paper. So, so a little bit of uh, map deployment, of course, um, and then uh, there'll be two waves. You'll initially split your army in half. Uh, any armor will come in the second wave, right? But essentially, you'll have infantry coming on. Um, the Germans will be able to deploy, or the Axis powers will be able to deploy. Uh, essentially four units in those uh, trenches. And then uh, the allies will be coming onto the board, essentially so. And then um, you'll have a first wave, second wave. I don't like really making um, the missions with having to roll for reserves just because it can take so long to do. And then also, um, you know, you might have one of those bad bad times with reserves right which i know is part of the game but I'd, yeah. rather, I'd rather it just be this ongoing battle happening where you're you're getting to use all your units it's just coming on at different times right yeah so yeah. so we'll see how that goes um and then i have uh some special rules that i kind of came up with now you let me know jason if you want to jump in and Make a comment on any of these. <laughs> no, you got it, buddy. You're so, killing it. Um, so essentially, uh, obviously, the trenches, uh, they'll be hard cover. Now, yep. th this trench line is actually going to be deployed as close as possible to like a center uh, corridor down the map, right? Um, so is to keep a, at least some distance where it's not like first turn you're in combat kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, so you'll have hard cover from the trenches. Now, when firing at other enemy units within the trench, so if you're in the trench and they're in the trench and you have a clear sight, there'll be no cover given except for when like the walls and or supply crates or fuel drums or whatever is in there, um, you know, provides cover, right? Because the trench lines I have are, they're not straight. There's quite a few angled trenches, pieces. Yeah. So. Which I think makes sense. If the guys get up into the trench and are shooting down the length of the trench. For sure, you shouldn't get the cover of the trench. But if there's other stuff in the way, that 
that just follows the yeah. other rules for yeah and yeah. i have uh like i'll have i have the guns that are going to be placed in in those spots and then uh you know my um factory set that i have i have all those crates and whatnot i'll be putting yep. i'll be putting that stuff in there too to create Sweet. that kind of thing um of course the artillery guns they'll they'll count as heavy cover as well um you won't be able to shoot at them but it's just the whole purpose is spiking the guns, right? You need to get in there and, and to do it. So there's that. Uh, there is a tree line that does cover the trenches. Now, you know, in normal bolt action, you can call it dense terrain where you can't fire through it, that kind of thing. But in this scenario, uh, I'm counting it as a tree line and it's going to count as light cover but it can be shot through. So yeah. treat it, I guess, kind of like, you know, ruins where you can shoot through it, but it's only light cover kind of idea, I guess. So um, that way it's, you know, your first few turns, I mean, you're, you're going to be able to take pot shots at each other and uh, just kind of get the game going, right? <clears throat> Yeah, you want it to be blood A. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> it's uh, just some ideas like that. I also have uh, this one I kind of like. It's it's a different version of prep bombardment. Now, I call it Allied Surprise. I know it sounds like a dessert, right? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a casserole. <laughs> so my whole idea behind it... Um, the surprise I, is spam, yeah. by the way. Spam and cigarettes, yeah. Um, so it's uh, there was a... I can't remember his name, but there was a, a gent who had also created his own scenario, but he did it more of with the actual force, individual forces... Um, you know, the airborne and whatnot, but it's, it's a similar idea of, of what he did, but I kind of did my own, but yeah, allied surprise. It's actually, uh, it's actually a grenade attack. So it's a grenade attack. So on the first, yeah, spam, mm, spam. So on the first turn, uh, the allies get to throw grenades to surprise, uh, against the defenders of the, of the trenches and the gun pits. So for each unit that's in the gun pits, um, they'll get to roll, and on a four plus, they'll receive one pin. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like a mini version of um, a prep. Yeah, it's a weak prep bombardment. Yeah. So I didn't want it to be devastating in a way, but... You know, they're only going to have four units in there anyways, essentially. So, um, so that's one of those, the rules that I kind of came up with, which I thought was fitting. So, cause you, the way I, the way I'm looking at it is the defenders are in heavy cover. They're going to be firing out at the allies, which are probably only going to get really light cover. 
So if it does happen this way, then it kind of balances out a little bit. Yeah. There's still a chance that it might not happen, but you take the risks. So uh, the defenders, only infantry can be set up in the trenches, of course. Um, Yes, that includes, you know, mortar teams and all that stuff too. Um, They'll have to split their army in half. First wave, second wave. And um, again, like I said, any tanks will come on the second wave. So that's kind of some of the ones that I came up with. And sweet. Yeah. So, so special rules, uh, kind of deployment. Uh, the other thing, uh, was essentially how do you spike the guns? Now your ally force, whatever unit you have has a chance to spike the guns. So as they get into, uh, you know, into the, the gun pits, um, as long as there's no enemy in the gun pit with them, then they can issue a fire order and on a four plus the gun will be destroyed. Well, you get a plus one bonus if you're an engineer unit. I didn't do it in this one. I just left it at a four plus. I don't know. That's it. Scenarios ruined, Dandy. Oh boy. Here we go. Do you want a fun fact of Spike the Gun? Do it. It's uh, called Spiking the Gun because uh, what they used to do is take literally a spike, like a nail, and pound it into the touch hole of a cannon so that they couldn't couldn't ignite the powder inside. Okay. So you could drill that out, but it's... It's a difficult job to do back in a day where you had like a little hand drill, you know? Okay. Yeah. So it wouldn't permanently destroy the gun, but you could certainly temporarily take it out of action. For that day, it's done anyway. Yeah. So there you go. You think that be, you yeah. think that's good though? Like, think I should put the engineer in there? I don't know. I like giving a reason to have an engineer okay. for their actual job instead of, you know, because lots of people take engineers, but that's because they get a usually a flamethrower option, <laughs> yeah. not because they're actually doing engineering stuff. Yeah, you know what? Let's put that in there. Let's do it. Right? People, uh, yeah. players do use engineers and pioneers or whatever. No, that's good. Yeah, and it it might uh, honestly, if I had an engineer unit, probably I brought it because I want a flamethrower, yeah. and. Uh, if I do that, it would make me think, should I use the unit and run them up the trench with this flamethrower and start flaming? Or that plus one, that actually increases my odds on the D6 quite significantly. Maybe I'll hold that guy back. So, yeah, I think anytime you can introduce for almost no rules, just a really light, easy one to remember introduce a decision-making point. Oh, for sure. And especially a thematic decision-making point. I think you got to go for it. 
And that's why Jason's hired. Yes. <laughs> so, no, that's good. It'll be good to see see that in action too. Um, so that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So, so I guess point wise for for the game and whatnot as well. So what I have here for some victory conditions is um, if the allies obviously knock out all four guns, it's going to be an auto victory for them. Plain and simple. Um, each gun on its own is worth two points. Okay. So, and this is where it kind of gets separated for that. So, um, if the allies, you know, are destroying the guns and they don't destroy them all, that's where they're worth two points separately. Axis, if they defend the guns, so however many guns they have left, they'll get two points for that. So it's kind of, it's kind of vice versa, except mm-hmm. the fact that um, there is no auto win for the Germans, right? Technically, if the guns are gone, then mission is done, right? So well, you could say if the allies fail to destroy any guns. Yeah, no, that's that's a good uh, good point. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I could put that down too. So, because um, that will uh, also that will for to get the auto victory the or whatever. Is, yeah, that that'll force the Germans to want to spread their forces out a little bit. Cause if you say the auto victory is only for the allies, only if that one condition is met that they destroy all the logical thing to do is to forget about the other guns. Cause they're only worth two points each and bunker on one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's a good point. And again, that is why you're hired. Yes. So, <laughs> so many things on the brain. I cannot completely, you know, think of everything. So, um, oh yes, and then essentially one point per unit destroyed. So, uh, those are not counted towards, um, like the primary mission. Those are secondaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are for, again, for the overall effect of, of how the player does in the event. So, Sweet. yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of the victory conditions. I like it. Yeah. And probably go to six turns and possible seven. So. We'll put that there as well. So yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the idea for that mission. Um, hopefully, it'll uh, it'll be a good one for that. I'll get it all printed out and whatnot, typed out as well, and then uh, so that will take care of three of the the tables because ha- I already have the mission for the um, for the beach landings as we did an episode on that as well, and then of course there's this one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other two tables, uh, I already have one of them done up. Uh, it's the Bacage table, of course. 
that one essentially will be objective based. There'll be objectives that you have to get as well. Um, and uh, then we have a little village, little rundown village. Uh, I'll probably do some kind of crossroads thing with that one as well. So make it uh, make it fun and interesting. Fast and Furious. No, not Fast and Furious 15 or whatever it's at. But <laughs> Fast and Furious here. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Um, what do you think? You think that's good? Yeah, for, I think so. For that uh, mission? I think so. I think we'll, uh, if we can, get her, give her a game on it. Yeah, we'll definitely, definitely try. I'm hoping to, uh, hope to get one in. I know I have a couple of events. I know I have an event that's coming up weekend for Trident as well. So I'll have to, it might be like the week before the actual yeah. event. But uh, in saying that though, uh, even though, you know, we do have this event coming up in a couple of weeks, um, I think me and Jason will try to plan it out. Maybe even get Chris out as well. He can help us out. And uh, we'll actually kind of go through the missions, go through these battles that we had for this event uh, and, and get some uh, some nice pictures for you and uh, even maybe film a little bit, you know, um, just kind of like we did with the, the D-Day board. And uh, you never know, might have to, I might have to slam both of those beach landing boards together one day and double beach. Yeah, exactly. Just have a huge beach landing battle. Nice. Brawl. So like, there you go. Battle brawl at the beach. So triple B battle of the beaches. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably some guy shows up with his volleyball. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're ner- we're such nerds, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I think that's that's it for the session. So, any uh, any other ideas or comments, Jason, on your part? I think that's it. I'm drained. That's I'm the drained. <laughs> that's my life force is I'm yeah, done. It's diminishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no, I'm ex- I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, if you are in the local area and you are interested in getting in, I do have one slot open uh, for an ally force. Please contact me, uh, message me or through Trident. Um, do as it. Well. Uh, I'd love for somebody else to get in on this. Um, there is a players pack and everything. Um, so, there were some Calgary guys we played last year. Yeah, if they can, it'd be pretty cool for them to come out. Um, yeah. You know, never know. Might not be too late for that. Otherwise, El Mio will be rolling some dice as well and taking pictures and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, if you are interested, check it out. Otherwise, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode once again. Uh, please, please let us know in the comments and whatnot uh, what you thought. Uh, is there anything you guys had in mind that you want to maybe check out or ideas on what we talked about? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe you agree, disagree on certain things. 
let us know. It, it all helps. It's all fun to, you know, converse with each other and, uh, and just bang some ideas out. So the bolt action community, not only locally, but, uh, abroad is really, really good. Um, you know, there's very supportive of each other between terrain and armies and questions. So please feel free to hit any of the pages up and, and even us, I can always get some pretty good answers on things too. So, uh, again, hope you enjoyed. Thanks for watching and listening and we will catch you on the battlefield. See you on the flip side. <laughs>